All right, so let's get started. Welcome back to the Canadian oh, Gumball Behind the Net. I did. What? <laughs> hold on, wait, we'll try it one more time. Right, okay, on. do it again. I'll do it again. Okay. okay. All right, let's go. <laughs> See, this is exactly why we should never wait a week between podcasts. Welcome back to the Canadian Gumball Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Morelli. I'll be your podcast host. Joining me today is none other than... Coach Nick. Yes, sir. Coach Nick, so good to have you here. Coach Nick, uh, you've been watching the news. You've been seeing what's going on. Uh, all kinds of things jumping out at me. I don't even know where to start. Um, the riots, of course, uh, you know, are getting boring now. So we yeah, well, no, but it, it's kind. Of, it's funny because all those, all the unemployed communists in Seattle that decided they wanted to set up their own nation, hmm. took them about twelve hours to figure out. We don't know how to... First, they put up a wall, yeah. which is the ironic thing, yep. and then came out the guns to, to patrol it. Yeah. So there's another kind of hypocritical irony right there. And then the best part is seeing on social media people posting signs with them asking for donations. It's like, we stick it up your arse. We've run out of soy you, you, milk. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, if I was the mayor of Seattle, I'd be shutting down all the lights, all the power, and you got nothing. Well, you know, the... Uh, <clears throat> so that was a great idea for 12 hours. The Capitol, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone uh, doesn't appear to be an experiment that's working well. Uh, I, I'm sure that their Canadian neighbors are watching very closely to see what's happening. You can see Seattle from, uh, from Canada. Like if you're if you're up on a high mountaintop, you can, you can check There's that out. There's a lot of parts of the United States you can see from Canada. Yeah. But Just we'll, saying. You go to Niagara Falls, you can see the falls too. Well, if you no, look across, I, well, right? You know what? I haven't traveled as much. Bring your as eyes. You. I, I'm not. I, I don't think I'm that I, highly traveled. I got. Well, I got. I got on the top of a mountain, and I uh, was with Bugsy. Bugsy took me on uh, a trip up the hill. We were we were in Vancouver. We got to the top, and he goes, "There's Seattle." And I, I was actually quite you know kind of surprised that it was that close. Like it was very much you know like Windsor, Detroit, right. kind of you know distance. You could you could actually see it very clearly. And I mean, it's not. Uh, it's not that far away. You know, a lot of people uh, growing up, uh, I had a lot of contact with American kids because I played football and uh, I went down to football camps. I was always genuinely surprised at how um, little some of our U.S. counterparts knew about yeah, Canada. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's interesting because the, the further south you get, the, the greater the lack of knowledge. I mean, well, that's I don't know what it's like now, but when I started out my coaching career, I had zero resources. So I yeah. literally, to to... Start my my coaching library. I called all the big schools in in the United States. I'd pick up the phone. Yeah. I'd call the football office and I and I talk to them. And I talk to guys in Arkansas and Alabama, the South, and and through that that huge Southern draw, they'd be like, "You play you play football up there?" I'm Foosball. Like, yes, yes, we do. Foosball. As a matter of fact. As a matter of fact, yeah. So it was, I mean, this is going back 25 years. Yeah. Um, I, I, I find the closer you get to the border, the less of that you find just by, you know, by virtual proximity. But there's there's a definite positive correlation well, the more south that you go. You know, absolutely. Like, I, I remember uh, I remember going to Ann Arbor, Michigan uh, for the Wolverine camp. I, I used we were to, down there to wash and clean jock straps for you the know, week. I, I was a water bottle. You know, once upon a time, I was actually an athlete, believe it or not. <laughs> and and I got down there, and they were always surprised to see Canadians playing, you know, football. And you know, you get everything. Some people had, you know, uh, a little bit of knowledge, and they said, "Well, don't don't you guys have like, isn't it all screwed up there? Like you got like three downs and like 125 yards, and you know, like it's it's different kind of football, right? Like, I mean." you actually play the same kind of football we do. And, and I, I used to laugh because, you know, a, a lot of Americans seem to have, um, you know, very little knowledge, or at least the ones that I was having contact back in those days. Yeah. They, they couldn't quite grasp the concept that uh, Canadians didn't live in igloos. And we didn't have we had yeah sleds with dogs the, you know for, yeah. as a as a preferred mode of transport and you know I used to tease some of the guys I'd say you know like hey man like you don't understand like football is my ticket out of this place you know like Canada like I you know you got to play hockey if you want to you know you, you hockey or football and if you play hockey I mean it's always dangerous polar bears hide in the snowdrifts yeah and, yeah, know, yeah they're just waiting for it and and you know like guy, guys would be looking at me going really like I'd be like yeah <laughs> no. You know, or they'd say, you know, they'd, they'd, they'd look at a Canadian quarter I had in my pocket and they'd say, what is that? What is that? It's, yeah, it's, it was, it's, 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 it was pretty, 25 years ago, it was very rare for a Canadian kid to go play football in the United States. But now it's, 
with the advent of, of, of there's various schools that have kind of popped up that are quote unquote prep schools, but they're, they're not, they're not the prep schools that you would find in the States, which are, they're just guys that are, have coached or played and they're, they're just looking to line the pockets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, academics are a joke at these places and, and, and. Um, but now, but I mean, aside from that, a lot of guys, a lot of kids now there's, there's two kids, um, locally that go to a rival high school brothers mm. and they both, uh, are going to a prep school in, in the East United States for their grade 11 and 12 year coming in the fall. Oh, cool. Yeah. And that, that's pretty common now, actually. Um, well, whether it pans out and they wind up getting a scholarship is, is another thing, but there's, there was a kid that from Vancouver actually that went in the second round of the NFL draft, the receiver that played, oh. played at Notre Dame. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. And he got drafted by, Big by the Ten, Pittsburgh Steelers. baby. That's the, that's the, that's the brass ring, man. That's what you want. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's good to see the Canadian kids doing well. Right. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. But, uh, but, but again, you know, looking, looking at the our American counterparts and I mean, there's still, you know, there's a lot of people in the United States that really, uh, you know, pay no mind to what's going on up here. Although I, I have to admit, I think that that's changing. I mean, it's probably been changing over years, but, um, I've noticed now more than ever Americans taking an interest in yeah. what goes on up here. And I, you know, where I find, I find it, I see that on social media. Yeah. Like notwithstanding the, the Canadian gun vault, social media, that aside, but just other, social media platforms that I follow, whether it's on YouTube or Instagram that are Canadian, mm-hmm. uh, you see, you see Americans chiming in saying, you know, good luck or keep up the good fight or whatever oh, yeah. it is kind of thing. Right. Oh, so yeah. It, it, yeah. Well, most people have figured out by now that Justin Trudeau is an idiot and yeah, well. uh, he's not, he's not representing, uh, Canada, uh, you know, as much as he might think that he won the popular vote, which he did not, uh, you know, he doesn't represent in my opinion. No. You know, well, it's interesting. Social media and the internet makes the world a very small place. It does, but you know, listening to the Americans, uh, you know, chime in in our political discussions and and you know, talking about things like the changes in law. I really, on that front, uh, they're paying close attention. I mean, certainly um, to have uh, the kind of model that they would hate to see. Uh, appearing in the United States, seemingly, you know, um, developing here, you know, like I, I don't think for one second that we've disappeared off the political radar. I mean, COVID aside, riots, uh, you know, riots going on and or protests, if they want to call them that, um, are starting to migrate from the South up towards, yeah. yeah, like we're starting to see some activity up here in Canada that again, you know, reflecting some of the, uh, liberal attitudes or Democrat attitudes in the United States, um, you know, in those cities where people suddenly have a, a real problem with police, real problem with, you know, racism. Isn't Vancouver one of yeah, the police now? Yeah, like out of nowhere, the Van- Vancouver's proposing, you know, that to Seattle defund, influence, to defund the police or, or, or to, to, I think I read a headline saying ban police from schools. Say they, say, yeah. yeah. Oh, is that yeah. what it was? It was That's it was, what it was. Yeah, it was, it was, it was. They impotent. want to do that in Hamilton. You know, there was it, a, there was something they were voting on it. It's either today or, or upcoming very, very soon is what? to get the police community policing out of high schools. You know, you know, what a ridiculous proposal. I mean, like having absolutely con- more on, you know, what? having contact with, you know, <clears throat> you know, good, uh, good-natured, uh, well-meaning, you know, professional, intelligent people that, you know, especially when they're uh, in a position where they're supposed to be enforcing the law, having direct contact uh, with kids, you know, how is that a bad thing? Like, I mean, you know, like all, all this aside, you know, like the people talking about systemic racism, is it there, is it not there? I mean, I've watched, I've watched, you know, leaders say that it doesn't exist and then quickly turn around and say, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, it does. And we acknowledge it now. Um, obviously, there's a lot of political pressure. There's pressure coming from some segment of the public. It's peer pressure. Just people don't have the balls to, to take a stand and say no, because well, they're worried about... I don't know. Repercussions? Well, repercussions. Uh, I can I can tell you though that seeing this this new attitude towards police, you know, defund the police, disarm the police, you know, like that's that's kind of where this is all going. You know, like the, let's take the police out of the schools. Like, I mean, who in their right mind would propose that? And I mean, uh, you know, yeah, like it's a bad idea to have you know uh, some cops around the schools. Like, I, I think in this day and age, you know, like there, it's not necessarily a, a, a situation where. There's a police officer in every single school, but there is a community police officer 
attached to every school. Yeah. Like they, have, they have that file, like the, the family of schools that they deal with, whether and it's high schools and elementary schools. So they have, you know, their, their list of high schools and elementary schools that they are the community officer for for yeah. so they'll come in they'll do the dare the the, the dare pro whatever it is right yeah. like for the for grade six health or they'll they if there's an issue they come in and deal with it when it's when it comes to you know maybe cyberbullying that kind of thing uh, yeah. so to take that out of the equation is only asking for trouble you know well i i think of two things when the subject comes up that immediately jump to mind one one is you know i think it's really important that uh you know healthy uh, role models are present in the schools um, and that, you know, having having a youth officer in the school or having them come and go from the schools, uh, knowing that they're there and they're floating around. Uh, I could tell you in my years of policing, just being present, you know, your very presence uh, will tend to stop some situations from developing or at the very least maybe cause people to second guess yeah yeah stop you know stop and think right yeah. which is what you want want to do like I, I you know i i always i always think that it's a good idea i remember my my first impressions of of the police that i had contact with when they showed up at my elementary school you know i was i was awestruck my uncle was a cop so it was not fascinating uh you know but to that see. but you can't compare though because that was back in the day when when youth actually respected the police yeah and i know that some, and, some and, things and, have changed but it, 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 I, st I still believe some youth do, but I believe the percentage is very different now. It's 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 yeah, it's changed substantially. But I still think though that there's a lot of positive things that come from you no know, uh, direct contact with uh, police in the schools. I mean, for everybody, I, I think it's important that uh, you know that, that. So here's what's going to happen: there's going to be issues in the schools now. What yeah. are they going to do? We're going to call the police because as educators and people in the education system. You are mandated to in certain situations sure. or that's your job. It's called duty of care. There's yeah. duty of care. So whereas you would have that formerly have had that community police officer uh, probably, you know, be available to attend to that, that, that issue a lot sooner. Now you just got to wait until the cops aren't busy fighting crime elsewhere. They can, they can send somebody to the school. So is it, uh, is it going to be dealt with in as a timely manner as it was before? Probably not. I, I think in this day and age of, you know, uh, low roster numbers and certainly talk of defunding the police, um, you know, there's always going to be a need for more resources. And, and so to to remove them from the schools, uh, you know, I think is a, a horrible thought. I think any good parent, you know, would want to have, um, you know, officers around, you know, like and, and when I say that, I don't mean like, you know, armed guard. Uh, wandering around the schools. I know some people are uh, very leery of that, although I, I question why in this day and age when, you know, perhaps something could go terribly wrong, uh, how it could be a bad thing to have officers around. Well, I think you hit, I think you hit the nail right on the head there. And then you, you mentioned parents and, and that can be attached to many different things. It start. it all, it goes back to the, the old adage. It all starts at home. Yeah. Because I know I, I can guarantee you teachers aren't telling kids to disrespect cops and saying cops aren't bad and everything else like that's not happening so i don't know where that's coming from because it's not coming from within the educational system i don't know anybody and i, I mean regardless mm. of whether i work them or not i know a lot of teachers in at, at in different boards and at high school and elementary and and i'd never hear anything even remotely close to that kind of an attitude no Never, not once in my years of teaching. Um, so I don't know, but again, it's, 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 you know, that kid comes to school and, and, and they don't have the manners and everything. I shouldn't have to teach. I mean, I should be able to, I should be there to reinforce manners, not teach manners. There's well, a difference. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Absolutely. But I mean, between, you know, um, proposals to defund police, mm. uh, remove them from schools, um, you know, uh, officers that are fed up with the status quo mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, having their uh, safety put at risk, it seems, uh, in, in addition to, you know, a host of, uh, you know, uh, confidence issues as it relates to, you know, the organizational leaders. You know, like when you've got police chiefs in the United States, you know, taking a knee and uh, under pressure. I might add, you know, uh, I watch, I've watched police officers taking the, I saw some stand up and say, yep. I'm not taking one. Yep. Um, you know, the range, the range of responses to the demands to take a knee is everything from, you know, no, thank you. Or, you know, no comment to, <laughs> to all the way to, I'm not taking a knee for anyone, yeah. you know, except God. 
And so, like, you know, some people are pretty uh, serious about that. I, I, I think it's awful to watch people trying to <clears throat> shame others into uh, submission. Uh, and, th- and that's really what I see when I see people taking the, a knee. And the funny thing is they think that they've, they've won by doing that. They haven't because they're just doing they're just being appeased. Well, you know, but again, though, you know, right? They're, it's just appeasement. O- o- over the years, you know, it's like uh, it's like a raccoon, man. You feed it, it just keeps coming back. Uh, you know, you keep giving in to unreasonable demands, and eventually, it's just going to get flat out silly. Mm. Um, you know, while there are riots going on in the United States, people are talking about defunding the police, which we, I think, to any reasonable person, would be like completely ridiculous. Like, I mean, while you need the police the most, you want fewer of them out there. You want them to have less resources yeah. to draw upon, like. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that money could always be spent more efficiently. God knows I've seen my fair share of waste, uh, you know, in, in the organization. But at the same time, I can tell you that, you know, fewer officers is definitely not the answer. Um, you know, Giuliani in New York back uh, back about a decade ago, you know, he put he put police officers on every corner. And, and you know what, you would think that that would make you feel uncomfortable, you know, like seeing that many police. But I got to tell you, when I was in New York City uh, for the first time in my life, it was the 1980s. It was 81. And I was there with my father and I got a tour of the city. And it was, you know, it was back when, you know, trading places, New York, you know, like <laughs> Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, New yeah. York, like where you could get mugged openly in broad daylight. Uh, people were getting killed every single day in Central I, Park. I was going to say, you didn't go anywhere near Central y- Park yeah. after like 6 p.m. Yeah. So like, I mean, from coming from a guy that, you know, is old enough to remember, you know, the last time New York City was controlled by Democrats, it, it was it was really falling apart and the violence was completely completely out of control and the place was just a, a, a fucking mess you know uh, you, you you were fearful to go to certain places and people had horrible attitudes um, you know the 80s were a very arrogant time uh, it seemed for for Manhattan residents, at least as an outsider, you know, watching people interact and, um, you know a lot of unfriendly exchanges you could see and hear but then 9-11 happened and uh, apparently, uh, New York City went through uh, a metamorphosis. And I returned uh, to the city back in probably 2010 or, uh, or so. And I remember going to New York City and having a completely different experience. And uh, Giuliani had cleaned the place up. And uh, it was it felt totally safe. I, I remember feeling nervous about going back to New York City because my last experience was, you know, like 30 years prior. And I remember thinking to myself, like, it is totally different. I'm I feel so comfortable. I saw Central Park. It was so beautiful, you know, to see people in such large numbers out there enjoying this gorgeous public space. And, um, you know, I watch, I'm watching people rollerblade to music and, uh, you know, there's people tossing balls back and forth. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's an amazing, you know, um, piece of landscape if mm. you ever get yourself into Central Park, or at least it was. I, I don't know what it's like now because I'm hearing, you know, rumor that New York City is, uh, you know, on the decline. And under Democrat control, much like the other uh, 20 of the worst cities to live in in the United States of America, they all seem to be democratically controlled. Makes you wonder, huh? It does. Yeah. Yep. Like, you know, for all those people that are out there supporting the Democrats and you hate Trump, I mean, like, I don't know. I've seen a lot of money and resources and effort go into um, doing what they can, <clears throat> it seems, to. Uh, you know, denounce this president, try and remove him from office, embarrass him, uh, impeach him, any one of a number of things. Like, you, you can kind of throw that to the side for a second because they haven't made anything stick in over four years. No. But and, here's they, the, and, and that now they're, they're, they're going after the, let's do the mail-in vote thing. Oh, you know what? I, I got to tell you, I... Um, you know, the mail-in vote thing. I mean, my, my first thought as an ex-police officer is let's think about the integrity of the election. Because, I mean, I'm I'm really seeing a lot of people that are supportive of Trump in the United States. The Democrats seem to be... Well, the funny thing is that, they're, they're, of course, they're blaming COVID-19 to try to, and market this. But but they, I, I think, I don't know if the, they're even during wartime that they ever had mail-in votes or suspended voting. No. So if you can, if you can do it through, like, world wars... I'm pretty sure you'd be able to figure out because you've had enough time with it now. I'm sure you'll be able to figure out how to do it through through this. Well, you know what? I, I get the sensation that... Because in the interest of, of keeping things 
on, you the, know, up, on the up and up. Yeah, yeah, legitimate. Of course, would you not want to? No, 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 no. Well, if you, you, you know, if you had spoken to any Democrat, they would have told you that it was completely reckless and irresponsible to be meeting out in public with people. Uh, in unless con- you're riding and breaking right, things. Uh, unless, of course, you know, when so COVID nineteen suspended when changes, you're looting stores. Yeah, then when the channel changes in the very next day, you're encouraging people to get out there and protest, and or you know, you're excited about it. It's like, hmm, you know, like they're, they're allowed to. So exercise not, their right to protest and break stuff and kill people and so or not set fires but hey hold on a second COVID-19 we got to shut down that Trump rally yeah oh, yeah <laughs> you know what yeah like you know what hey um you know I, I saw one one it was great the guy was like so we're not doing COVID-19 anymore yeah right like you know it's like no but I, but I still see people out there wearing masks and you know like it to me you know there's a there's a number of people out there like now they're very easy to spot you know in my opinion anybody that's one of those uh, shy sheepish like people uh you know they're wearing a mask unless of course they're concerned about their family members uh that are older and they're gonna have contact I, I, I get that um you'll never hear me say that COVID-19 wasn't real but at the same time, I think it's safe to say at this stage that it was completely overblown and that the media has done a fantastic job of fear mongering. Canada has done a bang up job of not not keeping Canadians safe, despite what they may tell you. Yeah, some there's a few things that just don't work out with respect. Well, to the, the numbers are the numbers don't lie. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, it's it's pretty clear that, you know, this thing is killing less than, you know, two percent or it's something like point zero zero three, four percent in reality. It's yeah. Ridiculously minute number. So apparently apparently the flu is 40 times more lethal in terms of the number of people it kills. This is highly contagious, and there's a good chance with the Canadian government not telling us that this thing was in the country a couple of months before they made the public announcement. Um, you know, Because we, we are hearing a lot of questions regarding the uh, debriefing of the Canadian government uh, back in November. You know, and, and having some knowledge of this virus coming to the country, and yet we don't even hear about it until the end of January, beginning of February. And then, of course, it's, uh, you know, a little bit of time passes before anything seemingly is done. You know, the least the least they could have done is shut down the borders coming from the hotspot in Wuhan. You know, like and there's all this controversy over, you know, like, why didn't we shut down the airlines? You know, and then, I mean, right at the beginning, do you remember when they said it's racist? <laughs> you can't stop air traffic because it's racist. I like I, Yeah. I was hearing some of those fantastic arguments for why we're not shutting down the airlines. And meanwhile, to I, again, I think any logical person like you don't let. Uh, people fly in, you know, internationally. Like, this virus is on the other side uh, of a large body of water. It's not going to jump by itself. Why don't we stop those airlines from coming in until we figure out what we've got? We've got a prime minister who, like, I don't know, on day, like, seven says, you know, we're not going to return back to normal until we have a vaccine. We don't even know what this thing is yet, and they're still letting planes come over from the spot where it was, you know, uh, originating from. Like, I mean, it's, it, I get the idea of bringing back Canadians and, you know, putting them in isolation and, you know, testing them and saying, look, we've got potentially, you know, a pandemic on our hands and it's in it's been caught in the early stages. Why wouldn't you stop the airlines from coming in? Like, I mean, it's just such a no brainer. And yet they didn't. And, you know, we repetitively heard uh, people like Bill Blair and Justin Trudeau saying that they are exercising every precaution to make sure that Canadians are safe. And, you know, laughing when he says, you know, we're implementing new screening measures, you know, in our best effort to keep Canadians safe. And I'm laughing because I know his best effort and the uh, the, you know, amended you know, improvements to security come in the form of an additional box that you check on your customs card saying, yeah. how do you feel? Oh, like, I'm good. Can I'm I go? Good. I'm good. Just like waving people through. Yeah. So th- yeah. those are the additional measures that you're implementing. Like, like honestly, like what I'm hearing a lot from politicians, uh, you know, like Bill Blair and Justin Trudeau is just something that sounds nice, that looks good on, you know, in black and white on print and people read it. And, and unfortunately they don't know the truth, which is Canada has terribly done a terrible job uh, of of keeping Canadians safe they could have shut down the flights they didn't they could have quarantined people they didn't um, you know and then and then of course you know if you're serious about it get get shit done don't worry about offending people like that's the thing like you got to break a few eggs sometimes right so if if the potential uh, health 
and public health of your country's at stake, and a few people are gonna gonna get upset. That's tough shit. Close well, the damn borders. No, like, see, like stop the planes from flying in. You, like too bad. You're assuming you're assuming that uh, concerns over how how people might feel about something would have anything to do with the decision making process. I don't buy that for one second. If that were true, then two point five. I know two point five million people that are pretty pissed off about a certain decision that was yeah. made not that long ago. So if you're really worried about you know how many people might be impacted by it and how they may view it, I don't think that's it. Uh, you know, certainly, uh, there's no evidence, uh, to indicate that there's any merit in bans. The secret FRT updates that they've been doing, you know, have, have caused, uh, you know, a lot of people to be even angrier about this, uh, ridiculous move by this government to, you know, rob people of their privately owned, legally owned, uh, property. You know, so I don't, I don't believe for one second that Justin Trudeau, uh, really gives a shit about how people might feel. Unless... You're the people that support him are going to vote for him. Then. Well, you know, if, if if there's some ulterior motive to that, sure. Uh, I, I just, I, I'm just fascinated though, you know, uh, by by some of the things that, you know, continue to keep happening. Like it just seems like every every week there's a new crisis that diverts the public's attention. Uh, yeah. away from you know what would be, you know, important other things going on. Like I mean, like um, like China making a move on Hong Kong. You know, like that, that was a big one that I saw, barely saw that in the news. Like, I mean, China decided that they were going to make a power play for Hong Kong and the world was busy watching something else. Like that's, that's a big deal. Like that's communism overtaking democracy, uh, on on that side of the world. And yet, you know, everybody is, uh, fascinated with, you know, what's going on in the news that, that has nothing to do with that. Um, there were a couple other big, you know, big ticket items that got missed entirely. And I, I really got to fault the mainstream media news groups uh, for dropping dropping the ball on reporting the news, you know, with some degree of integrity uh, and, and uh, objectivity. You know, like it's it's really crazy to to watch them ignore seemingly, you know, epic events while reporting on whether or not well, Donald Trump has tweeted something. And speaking of ignore, how about the Canadian media just totally ignoring the fact that Trudeau got his ass kicked at the UN oh, and, yeah. and, and embarrassed Canada yet again? Um, what a joke. I, I mean, Harper Harper uh, tried, to, tried to do the same thing when he was when he was in power. And but the, the difference being is that he didn't spend a hundred million dollars and and kiss every everybody's ass and dust off a new pair of knee pads every every two weeks to try to get to win favor to get on the UN Security Council and the media ch- crushed him, <laughs> crushed him when when it was turned down. Now now they don't say a word like crickets. Like oh my god, like, grow a pair of balls. Canadian nah. media, you have no balls. No, nah, I don't. I don't think there's you know a what? few out there that that'll ask the questions, but for for crying out loud, like grow a pair and start asking. You know, I hate to say it, but there are very few reporters left that I think I, I can really respect at this point, and. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's a function of balls. I think you got to have more balls to print that crap and try and look at yourself in the mirror every day. Like, I mean, as a reporter, uh, you but can you even, can we even consider them reporters? Yeah, they're not. They're not. I, I, what, reporters supposed to be unbiased? Did you did you did you go to report ready? <laughs> like I, like I'm, I'm almost imagining in my mind like, well, you know, that they that, just have to rubber stamp it. Like okay, you're gonna write the piece and boom. Do they not have an you know an ethics class or two in journalism school when you go? Like there has to be clearly somebody at the top of the food something chain. Something going on. Somebody at the top of the food chain, uh, you know, must have been, you know, I guess disappointed with uh, you know conservative leadership at some point. You know, I remember. I remember this. There was this great one. Uh, do you remember that? Remember that Globe, um, Global News article that appeared on the internet. It was out of uh, Montreal. Global News Montreal. It said uh, gun owners can get fucked. Do you remember that? Oh, the guy that. The, remember that the guy that got fired. The guy that got. Yeah, he, I. I don't know how you mistakenly do that. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> mistakenly, but you it know, got screen capped or something. Oh, like it, it was, was there. It was. It was awesome. That that you know whoever that was you know guy girl uh, easy I don't know what whatever it was uh, you know that that wrote that. Uh, like, wow, what an angry individual. Like, I mean, for the people that had never heard about this one before, so there was uh, an article that comes out. Uh, it's on the internet. It's uh, at a global 
News Montreal pops up on the screen and the head the headline reads gun owners can get fucked. <laughs> and this is and, on the online version. Yeah, this is on the online version. And so of course, you know, we uh we recorded and documented that right away before they changed it and of course they did within, you know, uh, a few minutes. Uh we were treated to excuses of well that person no longer works for us. And I mean, of course, I had yeah, to ask the que- I had asked the question, you know, is it is it possible that they were fired uh before this or because of this? And you know, I wasn't going to get any straight answers, but like to know that there are people within the media that have like such blind hatred for uh legal firearm owners in this country is, is really disturbing because I mean you wouldn't it, like you're not going to be the janitor at Global News you know and have yeah. access to the ability to you yeah. know press send and deliver you know media uh, to you know you know potentially uh, millions of people and and you know so th- those are the kind of you know passcodes and uh, security measures necessary to make sure that you know that that uh, access to that system isn't ever abused. So who was it that so was that high that? up? Who was that? Who was it that was that high up that they would have access to like uh, producing it and like throwing it out there to the, to the masses? Yeah, Cause you, you would think that not everybody can necessarily go in and edit on what goes out to the world from your website. Right. Well, so maybe, maybe Wendy Kuke is the, uh, was an editor in chief there when nobody was looking. I don't know. I don't know. But like whoever this person was, they were just nasty about it. But, but again, though, um, you know, watching so many rep- you know, like reports, uh, you know, come across my desk. And of course we're, we're looking into everything and, uh, you must've seen that RCMP, uh, piece done in the Cleans magazine. Oh, that was on my list to bring up. Was that was it? outstanding. Well, outstanding. What's your, what's your take on it? I well, I mean, again, it's one of those situations where there's a whole heck of a lot of coincidences there, and they it, they did. See, well, and it's it's McLean, so people are going to start calling McLean's fake news now because it doesn't buy into their, it doesn't or it goes against their agenda, then that's too bad. Cause I mean, it's, I don't read McLean's all that much, but I have mm. read them in the past. I mean, they've been around for how long, right? Long time. So, so I, I think by virtue of the fact that they've been around for a while and haven't heard a negative inkling about them, you know, I think there's a little bit of credit credibility to that organization. So after reading it, like, like I was, I was starting to say is that they, based on, on the article, they interviewed some pretty, seemingly key people with, I mean, of course they didn't reveal their, their identities, but, yeah. uh, they talked to some people that, uh, were educated on the matters. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the, 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 the behaviors and the timeline of events with respect to the topic of the article were very, um, uh, either, either it was a ridiculous coincidence or there's something going on. There's, there's some kind of pattern because there was a pattern to events based on how the, the, the RCMP deals with, uh, informants, uh, and, and, and yeah, and, and that kind of thing too. So it's, I mean, I can't, I, I can't see, I, I wouldn't, I can't see McLean's publishing that. Unless they had some pretty solid information, oh, like would, that, like that's would, a pretty you would, damning article if you, you, if, you, you, if you think about it. You you would hope, you know, um, just outwardly looking at it. I mean, uh, I I wasn't there. I don't know. I'm sure there's going to be a few law enforcement listeners that are going to sit there and say, "Oh, what are you doing, armchair quarterback in this thing?" Like, I mean, I I could tell you right from the very beginning, um, several critical things uh, stood out in my mind. How how long, you know, had had how much time had passed? How long did they wait before they alerted the public was my, was my thing. Cause like, I mean, with an understanding that, you know, this is a series of events that began sometime prior to midnight and then carrying on well, yeah, into 12 the, hour, 14 well in, hour, yeah, well into the morning. Um, you know, it, it stunk, it stunk right away of, uh, something was wrong. Just that there's the amount of time that it took to alert the public. Well, not I mean, even that, even the next day, all of a sudden the, the, the silence around it. Oh, just reeks of something shady. Well, no. like when you're not answering simple, basic questions, when there's no and and you but and you're hiding behind the, well, we we don't want to taint the investigation. There is no the guy's dead. Well, there's, you're not trying to find anybody. Like ma- maintaining the integrity of the investigation. I like I've I've 
lived on both sides of, you know, that fence. And I can tell you that, you know, maintaining the integrity of, uh, you know, evidence um, is important. Usually more so important, though, uh, when you've got an accused or well, when the know, people are still, still tried. Yeah, like they're still living. Yeah, but, the, uh, you know, I think there's a lot that could be delivered uh, immediately to the public, but there seemed to be this veil of secrecy that surrounded this event right from the very beginning. And of course, we as gun owners knew the moment they wouldn't answer the question about whether or not he was a legal gun owner, uh, that something was up and this wasn't quite fitting uh, into the you know, round hole yeah. as you try and drive that square peg in that they and the liked. timing of the whole thing too with yeah. with the legislation coming out was yeah. a little, little suspect. I mean, well, that's just too much of a coincidence. Yeah, you know, I yeah, know. I, you know, I see that in McLean's magazine, and I think to myself, you know, yeah, you know, I expose, and I'm I'm looking at it. You know, I've I've heard now uh, from fairly you know credible sources that you know he had some ties to uh, organized crime members and that bikers, uh, I think one bikers, yeah. You know, the HA was mentioned uh, among other groups, uh, but the idea that um, several members in uh, neighboring New Brunswick of the uh, Hell's Angels had been arrested just prior to this uh, madman going on a shooting rampage. You know, it, it like just immediately there, you know, my spider senses just go you know, right up, on, you know, the, the hair on the back of my neck stands. Well, the fact that he went in and got $475,000 in cash, I think, like, you, who well, does that? Well, somebody that's about to run. Like, yeah, but I mean, it's not that easy. Even if you have that money in the bank, you can't just walk in. There's, there's a certain... There's steps. There's pro- those, but there's, there's, there's protocol. There's, there's protocol. Uh, but, but you know what? I, the only thing I would say to that is, is you're absolutely right. Uh, nobody can go withdraw that kind of money, you know, like that uh, ordinarily. Uh, there's always exceptions. And I can tell you that, um, you know, to pull out, you know, a few thousand dollars, you know, from anyone's bank, you know, sometimes if it's in excess of, you know, 10,000, it's probably a good idea to give them some advance notice. Yeah. But, yeah. but in this particular instance, uh, the money wasn't going to the bank. It was coming directly out of... Uh, Brinks, Brinks, and which is unusual, you know. Like I mean, but then again, which, which, yeah. But see, again, that's not something that Joe Average would do. has access to. Yeah, or do or yeah. And, and my 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 thought my thought to that is is that you know uh, if this was a small community and you know everybody knows one another, who knows? Perhaps they were willing to jump a step. I don't know. I, I'm just you know the whole thing. You know, I I read the uh, you know I read the article and uh, I thought it was well done, but at the same time, I, I think I don't want to lose focus. Um, I think it's going to cause people a lot of people to start questioning now. So I, not, I, I certainly hope so. Right. So now maybe. People start looking into, okay, let's look at what he's been doing for employment for the last 20, 20 years, and, and let's try to calculate now what what did what kind of assets did he own, or what was he, did he have, did he have a mortgage? Did he have well, two, hold on, did he have two mortgages? And then backtrack that and say, well, how did he all, how did he have $475,000 in the bank? Oh, I mean. Yeah. If not more, I'm sure he didn't, that wasn't, I mean, that's a nice clean figure. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's ways to kind of investigate. It's like they say all these politicians. I say, wait a minute. You only made one hundred twenty five thousand dollars a year. You're in office for five years. How do you have eighteen million dollars in the in the in the bank all of a sudden? Right. So the numbers don't add up. So. So, you know, what was this guy doing to accumulate four hundred seventy five thousand dollars cash that he had that access to in the last 20 years? You know, and, and why would he be pulling it? And, you know, why ta- yeah. and, and why is he taking? Yeah, and why is he taking it that's, out? That's yeah. two days before you know this tragedy. Is is he running? You know, like that. You know, is it something more than that? Uh, certainly, there's been some suggestion now. Uh, if you don't know the difference between, you know, a um, an agent and an informant, well, details it nicely in the yeah in the know, article. But to, but to keep it simple for folks, yeah. um, ultimately, you know, an informant provides information, an agent will act uh, upon uh, instruction given by police to actually... Certain limitations, but they're, with, yeah, they with, are with, acting... Yeah, so, so like, I mean, it's one thing to, you know, drop a dime and to, uh, you know, get yourself registered as an informant, uh, you know, also known as rats to the, uh, to the world um, of criminals out there. But uh, to just provide information is one thing, but like to to become the responsibility of uh, being an agent, uh, their handler, 
is something that, you know, very few police officers that I knew really wanted to take on the responsibility of. And a lot of people don't realize that, that, you know, once somebody becomes your agent and he's acting on your behalf and perhaps potentially in dangerous situations, their responsibility, um, well, responsibility for their well-being kind of becomes your, you know, um, priority and your responsibility. So, you know, to have one go off the rails, you know, to have uh, a guy maybe involved with the uh, Hells Angels and then, you know, of course, some of them get arrested and in small communities where it's not too difficult to find uh, out who would have, you know, perhaps uh, done something. Uh, to cause your arrest, it would be probably a short jump to thinking that uh, in that small community. So if that's the case, yeah. then why have we heard anything since? It's been pretty damn quiet. Well, uh, like like you say, small communities, word travels, everybody knows everybody, but and and yet there we haven't heard anything for a month. Yeah, you know, uh, I could tell you right now. First of all, if we can't get them to bear, we can't. Get I'm, them no, to, I'm not we, talking about politicians. I know, I know. Things leaking out from. Excuse me, from the locals or from the area? Yeah. Well, I like I, how you know, like the, you would think there'd be some media outlets that would go out there that 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 aren't under the thumb of, of the Trudeau government that will go out there and do some investigative journalism. Well, you know, that's that's the thing is initially when this when this <laughs> happened, remember it was days of them, you know, talking about the shooting. And uh, then all of a sudden, you know, it was, you know, we're banning these 1,500, you know, firearms. Yeah. And, you know, attention immediately shifted away from uh, what I believe to be good reporters poking around and putting their noses into places that would uh, make some people in politics nervous. You know, and when I say politics, I also mean the RCMP. You know, do I do I believe that something went on there that uh, the public should know about? Uh, yeah, you know, well, there's, there, a, there's a no lot. No question, of, there should be a public inquiry. Yeah, so especially after, I mean, I think, I mean, there was maybe some eyebrows raised after the fact in terms of why were they shooting up a fire hall or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, how did he get? Access or why do you have you know uniforms and all that kind of thing? There were some things that raised eyebrows oh, for sure, absolutely. But but not now after that article has come out, like there should be no question. There should be a public inquiry. Mm. Well, I, I can tell you, I know nothing about it outside of the things I've heard and uh, you know the research I've read. And I can tell you right now that just my my gut instinct tells me that uh, something went terribly wrong and uh, somebody tried to slap a lid on it. There's something rotten in Denmark. Yeah. You know, it, it's... And there's uh, all kinds of theories out there, yeah. too, right? They're saying, you know, you read stuff, false flag, and it's like, well, whatever. Like, I don't know. Who knows, right? But I, I, again, I, 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 there has... There, there needs to be... There's, there's enough evidence, for lack of a better phrase or better word now out there surrounding that whole th- that whole unfortunate situation that there needs to be an inquiry yeah, and i'm just going to a- ask this again what you know has did, did justin trudeau offer to pay for the funerals of these people out there that like he did for the people that went down on the plane i haven't heard anything about it me neither and i don't expect that we will I, I can tell you that I've never been more disappointed in the leadership of this country. I mean, from their There's handling. Another question from, somebody in the media could ask, hey, why don't you pay for that? Yeah. Small community, they, they might not necessarily have a lot of money out there. 20 families, mm. foot the bill. Yeah. Well, at this stage, it may be Or moved. is it maybe because they're Canadian? Yeah. And they have Canadian names, so, that, so he's not going to pay for it. Or maybe he's just assuming that because they're in the East Coast, he's already got their vote, so he doesn't need to pay for it. Who knows? And, you know, uh, I always love talking about the coast. I'm really hoping that those guys are listening. We've got uh, a grand opportunity, I'm sure, coming up within the next few years uh, to rid ourselves of this horrible liberal government. And the uh, Maritimes and the East Coasters are going to make all the difference. I really, yeah, I really, they're, they're I really defi- They're an important key uh, or cog in the wheel. That's for uh, sure. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, just one more cog in the machine, as you put it. And uh, I know that uh, a lot of times the uh, people out east feel a little marginalized uh, in some respects. But I can tell you that I think we're all pushing towards the uh, same common goal. Kind of uh, like the farmers out west now. They're feeling a little bit marginalized. Yeah, too. a little bit. 
left out hanging out to dry yeah you know, big shout out to Alberta you guys are holding the line like nobody else love what those guys are doing <laughs> <It's a Saskatchewan. laughs> you know? well we're gonna do our own CFO kiss my, kiss our ass kiss our ass you know like I, I I love Alberta they really are like the Texans of the north eh we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> well, didn't they say something with the isn't there some kind of legislation with the to do with handguns and municipalities as well there's something about that as well they're going no we're not gonna yeah we're, we're, we're yeah gonna. no we're, we're gonna actually we're gonna uh, make an amendment to the bill uh, to make it illegal yeah to ban handguns in <laughs> so just waiting for see what doug ford wow does know? about it if anything he, I, came, well, he came out pretty hard and and well i shouldn't say hard but he made a very um a very stern comment with respect to the whole gun thing and he was which and, and I, I I can't for the life of me remember how he phrased it, but the way he did phrase it was, uh, he left no room for for uh, question or for error. He was definitely on the side of the legal law abiding gun owner. Good with respect to his, his yeah. Statement. Let's I, see if you're going to do anything about it. If you're going to follow, I've up heard that. Right. About, I've heard that about Doug. You know that he's uh, he's not necessarily pro gun. Uh, but at the same time, he's, uh, he's not anti-gun either. Uh, I think well, it was more so the fact that like these people have done nothing wrong. Why are you doing this? Yeah. You know, I, I mean, you could be just a straight up businessman and say like, there's really no point in buying back the guns that yeah. don't get used in crimes. Like, I mean, why not uh, spend that money in other ways, more yeah. effective ways and just you know? kick up the, the tax, your tax dollars even more after this COVID thing. Let's, let's heap another billion on there billion and a half whatever to buy back guns and send people out to confiscate and everything else it's like how much more do you want your taxes to go up yeah yeah and, I, and of course that that's hit a trillion dollars yeah <laughs> trillion dollars no so what does that mean now you know like a trillion that, dollars it's it's you can't you can, the average, we there's can't. no there's no coming back from that well i don't even <laughs> it's not even the coming back it's like you can't how do you imagine that you can't even put it in perspective I can't put that in perspective. I don't know if the average person can. Like, I don't know how many, like, is it, how many planes could I buy with that? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what you could use to kind of illustrate what a trillion dollars is, right? It's a ridiculous amount of money. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's probably going to result in your children's children's children, um, you know, continuing to. I think I heard a stat the other day that it's $23,000 for every person in the country now. Every person, not every adult. Every, every person, every person, that's wildly um, out of control spending. That's grotesque abuse of power, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, they've they've spent this into oblivion. Well, again, take the COVID off the table, right? Because oh yeah, it, well, no, well, no, they're experiencing hardship because of COVID. Meanwhile, people are still getting served that perhaps don't need it. Uh, they they did actually put forward a motion saying that they wanted to uh, pursue charges against anybody that you know defrauded the government. Uh, with yeah, but didn't the NDP come out and say and no? And then the NDP came out and said <laughs> Jag me, no. that's right. No, let's yeah, let him break, break the lie. Eh? Jag me, yeah, jackass. Well, you know what? It's interesting. Stop talking because you're insignificant, as is your party. Right? And, and, well, you know, there's been some interesting things with the NDP going on lately. I've, I've really enjoyed watching. Getting kicked out of. Oh, getting kicked out. Getting kicked out of. Uh, yeah. But, the, but uh, oddly enough, the conservatives supported it. Supported the comment. Well, you know what? The conservatives. Yeah. Well, who knows what's yeah. going on? You know what? Yeah. Politics makes for some strange. And I don't know, but see, the, here's the thing: I don't know. I never heard the actual comment that was made. Well, nobody wants to say it. <laughs> no. Well, it's got to be somewhere. You no. would think. Yeah. No. No. He, well, he he called he called uh, someone uh, from the block racist. Well, no. I. But yes. But what what incited him to do that? And that's what I'm saying is that what was said that that invoked the racist comment from Jagmeet Singh. Well, you don't, you know what I've noticed when you argue with members of the left, you really don't need it to be, you know, too close to the topic in order to get. I just want to know what the, the, the Quebec politicians said that, that made him flaffed. But I guess I shouldn't, I mean, it kind of runs in the family with Jagmeet with his brother holding up the, the sign that said fuck, F the police, right? The police. So I guess, you know, that, yeah, you know they're not you know, too far up, you know, apart. I, I think I think people have forgotten about that one. You know, like like blackface. A lot of people forgot that that shit even happened. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the, gro the groping event. I think that we should re-explore that subject. Well, I read was it, oh, and I I looked for it as we were talking. I couldn't find it, but I read something yesterday or today about all these liberal MPs or MPPs that have like like what's his name down in the guy that was just recently charged. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, to, uh, oh, what's his name? 
It, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that... Tabara? Tabara. Tabara, yeah. So, he's not the first one. There was a list of, like, five or six. Oh, God. Like, one was, like, sexual assault, and they've all been kept quiet. And there's, there is, and the article went on to, to detail that there is legislation that this needs to be made public in the House of Commons, and none of them have been made public in the House nice. of Commons. Well, you know what? It won't matter, because there'll be an ethics investigation. Uh, someone will find $500. People will apologize and yeah. say, that's what Canadians expect, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to keep on moving forward. I did read that this... Choose a, forward. Now, I, I don't know if... <laughs> I should say it or not, what? but that that chances are you shouldn't. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. whatever, good, whatever, whatever it is that follows that statement, don't yeah, do it. Fair enough. Well, okay, let me let me put it this way. That, oh, yeah. No, no. That with respect to this Tabara guy, the most yeah. recent thing about the the break and enter and yeah. and. Was it sexual assault? I think. You know what? I I, I don't want to say it unless I know for sure. But no, I think there, it was. There was, it, some, there was some mention. There was some mention of that forcible confinement. Maybe uh, it had to do with someone that was a minor. No, get out. I, I don't. I, yes, I did uh, read that. I did really? read that. Wasn't in a comment on a chat board uh, either. But you, but you, well, you know, until we confirm that, you yeah. won't know for sure. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, disclaimer. I don't know, but I did read that. Um, you, you've read that while surfing the net. While surfing, and like I say, it wasn't just somebody commenting yeah. saying, oh, so. "Oh, this is what I heard." It was something that had a little more substance to it. Hmm. And mm. I'm like, whoa. We're going to have okay. to look more at that. Like, I mean, for the people that have been watching the show, you know, um, you know, we have been, again, you know, trying to cover news events, uh, trying to be a little more politically active, uh, certainly, you know, bringing you uh, the news that we can, the articles we'd like for you to read. Um, you know, I, I like to think I give a kind of a broad spectrum of uh, things uh, to digest throughout the course of the day on Instagram. You know, for all the people out there that go through our storyline and uh, they tap that homepage logo and uh, see the other half of the show, I can tell you that if you haven't discovered it yet, uh, it's really important that you check out our storyline on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, There's always some links to some pretty decent articles in the story, like the McLean's. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, it, it, you know, if, you, if you're not, a, like Mark was saying, if you're not a storyline person, then, but, you know, don't necessarily do, I mean, you can you can click on it and skip to the next story yeah. quickly enough if it's something that doesn't interest you, but there's a lot of, like I say, links to like that, uh, you know, really interesting McLean's article that get that get posted there that you might be missing. So yeah. So if you if you're if you're on our Instagram pages uh, and you click on the um, the logo. Uh, the icon on our homepage. It'll take you through a series of panels uh, with links to articles, uh, some videos, uh, certainly a little bit of entertainment in there. Uh, I, I try and slide in a picture or two of uh, my cats. <laughs> we got a new, we got a new cat, gun model cat. Yeah. Oh yeah, buddy, buddy, buddy's, buddy's hit the scene. Uh, Dave went and got himself a, a, a young feline, stud. a the young feline stud. companion in the form of Buddy, who's yeah. like the best cat ever. And uh, real cutie, but he uh, he takes some good pictures, and uh, we've managed to uh, you know fit a few uh, more things into the uh, schedule. Uh, you're gonna be some well, seeing some interesting things coming up. We're gonna head back to the range. We haven't done a lot of videos in a while. Uh, no. With COVID, with COVID, it's been difficult. And, uh, and one of one of the ranges that we go to that are local are admitting guests now. Yeah, yeah. So we now have the license ability, or unlicensed yeah, guests. Yeah, we have the ability to bring uh, guests. I don't uh, know if we still clubs. have to book an appointment or not but you can bring I, I, guests I, i'm sure i'm sure you'll have to um you know unless unless of course something changes but i'll i'll take care of that but i'm, I'm excited to get back out onto the firing lines and uh show uh, some of the great collectibles that we've got access to at the here, here at the canadian gun vault it's been really you know this wonderful exciting journey but uh not the least of which has kept me fascinated is the uh the, the variety of firearms in the firearm community the collectibles that exist in the firearm community uh you know the types of guns uh just just an incredible group of people uh out there enjoying you know great works of metal art uh history uh things of real significance well that's one of the the if not the most, I would say positive benefit, but it's got to be at the top of the list is just the, the sheer variety. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, like there's, you know, when I first started out, I didn't, I wasn't interested in mill syrups at all. No. <laughs> like <laughs> not changed. at all. That's it. It's like, Holy Christ, these are all cool. Yeah. It's like you're holding history in your hand and the markings and everything else. And then, and I wasn't a, a, a fan of, um, I wasn't a big shotgun shotgun guy. No, I had my grandpa's shotgun, but just yeah. by virtue of the fact that it was given to me. Yeah, and, and then I uh, 
I got my fr- I went out and tried trap and I'm like, hey, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Terribly unsuccessful the first time out. Yeah. But it it I got the bug enough, it was bit by the bug enough to, to start going through the the forums yeah. and, and to pick up something used. Yeah. And and, and it's like damn, this is fun now. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like things that, that, you know, I just, when I look at where I started compared to where I am now, like there's so much of this change that I've, I've become so interested in that I wouldn't even given a, I wasn't even given a sniff to at the beginning. You know, a, a lot of people don't understand, uh, you know, the kind of investment people make, uh, the great history connected to firearms, uh, the variety, as coach Nick just said, if you, um, if you think you want to enjoy a, a, a lifestyle, because, you know, I hate to call it a hobby. It doesn't quite do it justice. But, you know, this... Uh, this there, pan- is, there is a definite lifestyle component yeah, to it. Yeah, you know, like, and, and, and trust me when I say it's it's very healthy. It's, uh, it's kind of fun to watch. But the gun culture is very strong, you know, uh, here in Canada. And, and supportive. Uh, and supportive. It's never been more cohesive uh, a unit as we move forward. Uh, seeing the CCFR... Uh, pursue, uh, you know, certain legal challenges. Uh, they've got challenges. A, they've got a solid documentary. Of, yeah, you know what? Like I, the last couple of days, it's like forty minutes. Yep. And it, there's already like eight hundred, and this is on YouTube. There's already like eight hundred comments yeah, attached yeah. to it, and yeah. and I did. That's one of the. One of the areas where I saw a lot of the Americans chiming in, saying, "Good luck, keep up the good fight," you know that kind of thing. Yeah. But it is absolutely. Uh, informative and it from the standpoint that if you have a family member or a friend um, that not that, that you're necessarily trying to convince otherwise because I don't look at it like that but it's very it, it, it's it's it was done to educate the lay person when it comes to firearms yeah. and firearms in Canada mm-hmm. so it, it it was done not from a standpoint to convince but from a standpoint to educate okay so that would be something that, you know, those out there that, that have friends and family members that just don't get it, mm-hmm. send it to them. Yeah. And to say, listen, you know, to, and, and just ask them, say, listen, if you respect me or respect what I believe in or respect anything I do, can you take 40 minutes at some point mm-hmm. and just watch this? Yeah. They, you know, they've been, they've been doing some fantastic things. I've uh, been hearing some amazing stuff through the grapevine. I think the firearm community is going to be okay. I see that. And it's, I'm, 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 I think it's a great thing that they're doing this and it's, I see it on Instagram, um, on their Instagram page and, and, and they've been getting donations from clubs all across the country and, and they're just putting up the logo or the crest of the crest of the club. And there's always two or three more every day, um, that are going up there. And like I say, they're from all parts of the, all parts of the country. So, um, in terms of cohesion, that kind of connects back to your, mm-hmm. your cohesion comment. So. Well, you know what? I'm uh, I'm very hopeful. I have never seen legal gun owners coming together more so than I am now. Yeah, and uh, you know, we're just getting warmed up. We we got to keep the momentum going though, because there's something in the back of my head that's that's telling me that there might be a snap election in the fall. Oh yeah, you know what? I got that feeling too. Yeah. Yeah, the money just keeps flowing. Yeah. Right. They they enacted the gun legislation. They you know. They, the, the longer that goes, the more they risk, I guess, people kind of falling by the wayside and mm-hmm. maybe questioning, hey, should I vote for them again or what? So I, I think they're just going to try and strike while the iron's hot. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. But there's there's just it's just a feeling, yeah. right? Like I haven't read anything that says it's going to be. It's just, you know, looking at what happens in the media, what happened, what they're doing with this COVID-19 thing. And it just kind of seems like they're they're just trying to. Uh, it just feels like that that might come up. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, and on that note, um, I think it's important that we end the evening uh, a little bit earlier tonight because I'm drinking too many coffee. Two What's quick that? things before we sure. go, though. Sure, sure. Number one, keep sending. And this is we didn't talk about this before we started oh, tonight. Boy. Send in your topics. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Send in your topics. Right. right? We wanna we wanna hear from you. If you have questions that you wanna see me answer, uh send Or just your, or just something that you want to hear us talk about. Yeah, you know that's talk about both both sides of the coin on. Okay, and then send that to the, uh, the Canadian Gun Vault Inc. at gmail.com. 
And number two is new hats, new merchandise. Oh yeah, we got you know we got some new we got some new digi- digital multicam. Um, no, that's not. Or, that's no, sorry, not digital. Jungle, is it no, a jungle cam? No, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. We we, we do have their multicam. Um, it got, is. It's a nice the, new we, we camel. Got the, yeah, we got the blacks. And we got and, yeah, and we got the blacks, and uh, the other one is the the uh, woodland. You know, like pattern. That's it. Yeah, the woodland camel and so, the new shirts too. Got some more shirts got, back got, in. You know what? Uh, we're we're going to be taking. Um, or is that just hats? No, no, no. That well, that would the hats we've already taken, uh, taken over the inventory. But uh, we've also got now uh, a new proud Canadian coming. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, people. You know, you guys have been fantastic. Uh, we wanted to give you a really great surprise for Canada Day. Uh, we decided. Don't we, say what you're not going to say. What else is on other than proud Canadian? Oh uh, yeah. You know, in, in 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 a lot of ways, it's just a variation on a great theme. But yeah. We're, uh, couple you know, tweaks. Nothing. Yeah. Just a couple tweaks. Nothing. You know. Don't, nothing earth shattering or, or mind blowing. Uh, uh, you know evolutionary but at the same time we're really happy about it because the proud canadian line of our uh, t-shirts clothing line uh, as a brand is done like fantastically mm. and we know that you guys are out there wearing them and we're seeing you out there in public and it's really always exciting to see people wearing um you know because I'm, I'm always on the move and to actually see people out in public you know sporting the uh, the cause and uh, you know flying the uh, community colors i love seeing proud canadians out there it's awesome so yeah, so having a new one really is exciting for me. And when when, you, when is that going to be? You know, on I, the website. You know, any I, ideas? It's 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 gonna it's roughly. Gonna be, it's going to be there very shortly. Uh, we we were going to give people the ability to pre-order. We don't usually engage in that. Uh, however, when you know when they got them on the presses, uh, if we can <laughs> get the guys while uh, they're still working, uh, we can get the uh, t-shirts printed up as the uh, pre-orders come in. And uh, like we want to make sure that as many people get an opportunity to you know, um, fly the colors, uh, as best we can, but it's difficult. Um, you know, things sell out very quickly. They do. And then, you know, we have I, to get another little like yeah, set of drawers just for Canadian gun vault I, stuff. I, I feel, I feel bad sometimes, you know, like I, I release a product and, uh, it disappears so quickly that, that, you know, people are saying, I, you know, I ordered, but it says it's out of stock and I'm like, I'm really sorry. You know, like I feel so bad and, you know, uh, we'd love to carry, um, a number uh, of different uh, new choices for you to, you know, select things from. Uh, it's been really fun, you know, coming up with the ideas, um, you know, for the T-shirts. We're coming up with more now. Uh, we've got some new ones coming out that I think you guys are really going to love. Uh, certainly, we're going to continue with our Made in Canada line, uh, the famous uh, Firearms Made in Canada series that we've done uh, limited runs of. If you uh, haven't got yours yet, I think we're down to our last uh, from the, the first two. And uh, we've got a third one coming up. There you go. Yeah, yeah. But uh, again, thank you so much uh, for joining me, Coach Dick. I think we're going to call it a night. Yeah, that sounds good. Right on. Okay, well, listen, thank you so much for listening in, folks. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and on Instagram. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.